0: where my handle is at Turkey Hitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now for this week's show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 229, Soft Calling with Scott Ellis. And I am your host and the guy who assisted with the harvesting of a gobbling wild turkey tom this weekend. And today, we are 43 days, 1 hour, 7 minutes, and 26 seconds away from the end of spring turkey season in Alabama. Normally, I have a story to go along with that little teaser that I throw at you guys at the beginning of every show, but the little teaser today is actually going to be a big teaser because I am not going to share the story of the successful hunt from this weekend with you guys. Until next week, needless to say it was a very exciting hunt and it was great to knock the rust off and get back in the saddle. I'm going to be very quick today because it's turkey season and I've got my friend and listener to the show Scott McDonald coming to hunt with me this week. I've got to help Scott get an Alabama bird so he can get one more state knocked off his list of states that he needs to kill in. Scott and I are kind of swapping hunts with each other and I'm looking forward to hunting with him again this week after hunting with him this past weekend. Hey, I've got an awesome interview lined up for you guys this week with Scott Ellis. And for those of you who do not know who Scott Ellis is, where have you been hiding? No, seriously. Scott began competitively turkey calling in 1992, and at 17 years old, in his very first contest, he finished second in the senior division of the Florida State Calling Championship. Scott has won over 90 open, friction, owl, and gobbling divisions in 14 different states. That includes top five finishes in the 2010, 2014, 15, and 16 Grand National Seniors Open and the 2014 U.S. Open. He has won three Grand National head-to-head championships. Scott is also the creator of the Turkey Tech app and Hunt Quest and the Mouth Call Magic One and two DVDs, which are instructional DVDs that show the viewer how to be a better caller of wild turkeys. Hey guys, one thing real quick. Have you ever had a brain fart? Well, I had a brain fart while I was talking to Scott, because Scott asked me the name of the author of Illumination in the Flatwoods, and he said, it's Jim Hutto, isn't it? And I said, yeah, that's right. Knowing that it was not right, but I couldn't remember what is right. And of course, you guys who have read the book and followed this podcast for quite a while know that his first name is actually Joe Hutto and not Jim Hutto. So excuse the brain fart in my interview with Scott. And for you guys who've never heard of the book, Illumination in the Flatwoods, you really need to check that one out. Illumination in the Flatwoods by Joe Hutto. I do not think you'll be disappointed. It is a great story. So now, let's get into the interview with Scott, and I'll see you on the other side. And I'm rambling on a little bit, but here's Scott, and I'll see you guys on the other side. Hey, guys. I am very excited to tell you that I have on the phone with me today Scott Ellis. And Scott's been around the calling circuit for a day or two, and is... Pretty pretty accomplished turkey caller in the competition circuit and a pretty accomplished turkey hunter when he has a gun and camo on. <laughs> and so we're gonna jump in this thing and talk to Scott about soft calling turkeys and how that can really help benefit us and close a deal on a stubborn old Longbeard. So Scott, how are you and where are you today?
1: I am fantastic, my friend. Thanks for having me on here, Andy. I really appreciate it. I'm in Central Florida, where I call home, and we're having a stellar start to our season. My son, Jake, is tagged out in Florida.
0: Wow, (laughs) uh, good deal.
1: He shot a nice gobbler on the opening weekend of the Florida South Zone hunt, and then Saturday, about 7 o'clock, right off the roost, called in three hens, gobbler in tow, talking to the hens. This, this This will correlate very good. what we're talking about because uh i never got aggressive to the hens that i was calling in i was very very soft and subtle to them i was not aggressive and then he finished the deal and tagged out in florida on saturday morning about about 20 30 minutes after daybreak and i actually was managed to harvest a gobbler at midday in 85 degree heat Hmm. in the south zone for the opener which was two weekends ago last weekend
0: march
1: 3rd march 3rd yep and down in south florida so And then called in another bird for a buddy. So we are got four birds under our belt in the three weekends of season in Florida. And I work for a living. I love to do what I do in the industry, but I work a regular full-time job. So everything I do is based around weekends and vacation time. So I never want to give the people the impression that I am hunting from daylight to dusk for 75 days of the season because that is not what I do. I wish I could do that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But that's not what I do, so I manage it I as accordingly and do the best what I can with the time I have and the property I have. So
0: Yeah. Even the people that are full time in the industry that we see on these a lot of these videos that have been doing it forever don't get to hunt seventy five days all day every day. You know. So right. that that's the thing I think it's a misconception that a lot of us have when we see these guys because you know, you watch a series a season long series of T V shows that might be ten, twelve, fifteen episodes and you think, man, that's all that person does is hunt. But no. They have office time. Yeah. You know. Well all
1: I can say is I hunt a lot less than they anybody. That's all yeah. I can
0: say. Oh I, I'm I'm sure of that. And I can yeah. relate because I have a full time job as well. I have about six full time jobs, but we won't talk exactly. about all those. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your two biggest projects that you are working on which are turkey tech and hunt quest and i also want to hear how you got into turkey hunting
1: oh my gosh turkey tech is just another instructional tool that i've put together for turkey hunters and to create i think more interaction and more excitement and the world and legacy and tradition that we all know as turkey hunting i think one of the things outside of winning a lot of turkey calling titles and shooting and calling in a lot of turkeys has just been the fact that my youtube channel started about 10 years ago and i was just doing instructional videos to help people Mm -hmm. and my my premise has always been if i help people to become a little bit more successful in the turkey woods then we'll create longevity and we're going to get people that will continue to turkey hunt and buy hunting licenses and buy camouflage and buy turkey calls and turkey loads and turkey guns and it's going to help to perpetuate this legacy this tradition that we love is spring gobbler hunting or even fall turkey hunting for that matter and that's what started it for me I mean I've been calling for a lot of years and I've written articles I was a writer for a lot of years And Turkey Tech has taken all this that I've culminated over 35 seasons now and put it into a singular, simple app, which is video instruction, audio instruction, printed tips that talk about the call that we're creating, when turkey hunters use it, when turkeys use it. Mm -hmm. It's got a recorder built in. And more importantly, the most important fact about Turkey Tech is that it has wild turkey audio in it. So you can literally record yourself on Turkey Tech, my app, available on Google Play and the App Store, okay? You you can record yourself and you can loop it to wild turkeys or loop it to me. And I'm not, not trying to be pretentious or anything, but, you know, I, I've learned to master the language of the wild turkey and reproduce it pretty successfully. And you can do that. You can loop your calling against my calling or the wild turkey. And as well, you can learn about it from the printed tech tips that are there in the app. And it's I'm just super proud of it. Because there's not a lot of apps out there that's like that. There's apps that, that reproduce a call with some fellow running a mouth call. There's very little of anything of actual wild turkey audio, and you get the best of both worlds in Turkey Tech. To expound upon my Hunt Quest show, it's on YouTube. You can just go into YouTube and search Hunt Quest, and it's a lot of great hunts with family and friends. My son Jacob, who is now be 13 in July 12. He, I carry him as much as I can carry him and get him get him out of school, <laughs> and that that becomes a challenge, you know, as especially yeah. as he gets to seventh and eighth grade. When it, when he was a little bitty, it was a little bit easier to get him out of school. Now it's getting harder and harder to carry him on these trips. We're actually right now trying to figure out a way. I'm trying to get him to Nebraska with me to go up in Nebraska and hunt. The we got high, the place we're going to hunt hybrids. You might get a white miriam. You might get a creamy hybrid you might get a caramel rio you don't know what you're going to get but it's a lot of birds it's a lot of fun but hunt quest is just that it's real hunting we sprinkle in some deer hunt some hog hunt some duck hunt we sprinkle in a little bit of everything it's predominantly turkey hunting but we do a little bit of everything and i'm real proud of the show it's just trying to chronicle a everyday guy hunting with friends and family hunting public land hunting, hunting some private land hunting some outfitters, a little bit of everything. And it's just going out in the woods and keeping it real and seeing the good, the bad, and the ugly of hunting. It's not all the best kill shots. It's not all the best perfectly focused footage. It's right. just the real thing when you go out to the woods with a video camera. And I think Will Primo said it best, it's not Hollywood. You know, it's just you're out there hunting, trying to capture something in a natural environment, in a natural state, and things go wrong. They go wrong every time I go out there. With a camera in my hand, it goes wrong, mm-hmm. and you get some good stuff, you get some good bad stuff, you get some perfect stuff, but if you can just embrace the hunt, then you're gonna enjoy the show. so check it out, Hunt Quest.
0: yeah, awesome. Well, before we jump into the topic, I want to see if you're willing to participate in a little contest, and I know you're a competitive guy, so you, the answer is probably yes, but I'm gonna <laughs> ask you anyway if you want to participate. So I've got a little segment in the show that I like to call the rapid fire Q&A. And what I do is I have 30 questions that I'll go through and ask and I'll ask them as quickly as I can and you answer them as quickly as you can. And I'm going to put a timer on you and me. And (laughs) when you finish the last question, I'll stop the timer and we'll compare to see how you did with the other guests that I've had on the show. Is that something Absolutely. you're interested in doing? All right.
1: Oh, you know that I'm not going to back down from a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I would never so, do that, my
0: friend. Here's what you're shooting for: what and who. The time to beat is two minutes and forty-five point one one seconds, and that was Tony Reynolds. So okay. we will. I'm going to start the well, Was the time
1: answers off. relevant? <laughs> <laughs> I can spout off a lot of BS. I'm just saying. <laughs> i understand no, no. i understand yeah, I'm, I'm two minutes and 41 seconds for uh for 30 questions all right well we'll yeah. give it all we got does all this right. require just talking or running a call at the same time i'm talking
0: oh no 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 just just your answers to just general questions okay. typically about preferences about different okay. things so i'm in man all right. we're gonna whip him got that's what i like to hear that's the attitude <laughs> All right, so I'm going to start the first question and hit start on the timer at the same time, and we will go here in just a second. Wild turkey, grilled, baked, or fried? Grilled. Wild turkey on the rocks, neat, with cola or with water?
1: Cola on the rocks.
0: Number of Grand Slams?
1: Four. Have
0: you ever killed a bearded hen?
1: Negative. Never killed a hen turkey in my life. Have you ever
0: killed a Jake? Yes. Yes. A 10-minute successful hunt on a 2-year-old bird or a 4-hour long wait with a clean miss on a 4-year-old bird?
1: 2-year-old all day, every day.
0: Favorite camo pattern?
1: Mossy oak.
0: Wild wild turkey legs for dinner or for the dog?
1: For dinner. The thighs are amazing.
0: More or less than 5 strikers in your turkey vest?
1: 3 in my turkey vest.
0: Less. state you killed your first turkey in florida the state you killed your last turkey in florida Sitting a blind for four hours and squeeze the trigger or run and gun for one hour and not shoot i never hunt blind, so run and gun and never squeeze the trigger rios or osceolas rios rios or easterns rios rios or merriam's merriam's public land oh, wrong question fields turkeys or woods turkeys
1: woods turkeys every time
0: shotgun scope rifle sight holographic sight or beads
1: uh holographic red dot i'm a red dot guy
0: rubber boots leather boots or snake boots
1: rubber boots
0: favorite place you've ever hunted
1: nebraska northwest nebraska
0: most turkeys you've ever killed in a season 16 least number of turkeys you've ever killed in a season 1 out of all the states you've hunted which state has the most uncooperative turkeys florida <laughs> If you only knew how to imitate one turkey sound to call turkeys, what would it be? Plain yelp. On a scale of 1 to 10, how good of a turkey caller do you think you are? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am a 6.
0: Oh, uh, come on. <laughs> Favorite turkey hunting book?
1: Favorite turkey. I'm sorry, you broke up. Favorite turkey yeah. hunting book? Favorite, yeah. Um, Favorite. The one from, from Hutto, from uh, Jim Hutto, uh, the guy, uh, yeah. Reflections of the Flatwoods? Yeah. You know what Who, I'm talking about? My life as a turkey. Yeah. Jim Hutto.
0: Yeah. Yes. Who taught you how to turkey hunt? Me. Think of the toughest turkey you ever hunted. Did you ever kill him? Yes. Do you prefer long, sharp spurs or long, thick beards?
1: Long, thick beards.
0: Biggest mistake new turkey hunters make?
1: Overcalling.
0: How long does turkey season last in heaven, and what is the bag limit?
1: I hope it's Infinity.
0: All right. Illumination in the Flatwoods.
1: Illumination in the Flatwoods. Yes.
0: Basically. And yes, I could see how that would twist you up. And yes, I definitely see how that's your favorite turkey hunting book because it is mine as well. And I've just finished the Old Pro Turkey Hunter. Uh-huh. And I've got to say, I really like it. So it's a very close second. And I'm also going to put, of course, the 10th Legion in there as a very close third. So very cool. Did I tell you your time?
1: No, you did (laughs) not.
0: Oh, okay. How about two minutes and 59.44 seconds? So I lost. That's pretty strong. I'll give Uh, you, I'll I'll give you like, I don't know, third runner up.
1: (laughs) Do I get a participation ribbon or something?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's in the mail.
1: It's in the mail. You know, the thing I'm about that that I love about Illumination in the Flatwoods is just a story about a guy imprinting wild turkeys. The other two books are two gentlemen that are very well respected in the turkey hunting world, but it's very opinionated. Yeah, We all tend to be very opinionated, I think. I, I, I do the same at times. I've read excerpts of both books, and I'm not really turned on by some of the philosophies of some of those fellas. I would just rather read something pure and simple about a guy telling a story about literally living with wild turkeys for a full season until they became mature. And then they decided that they weren't going to be buddies with Jim Hutto anymore.
0: Yes, and um, I'm,
1: I'm correct, right? Jim Hutto. Is that right?
0: Yes, correct.
1: Yep, Jim Hutto. So, you know, we all have opinions. I didn't agree with all the opinions that I read with the other two books that were mentioned. So I'm not going to say that's my favorite read. The other one I had nothing to disagree with other than that, that man learned the language of the turkey, and he spent every single day with those turkeys until they were old enough to realize that maybe they should not be hanging out with him anymore. And that, to me, is just a better story than somebody that has developed what they think is right or wrong about the art of calling and the legacy of hunting wild turkey. So that's just kind of where I stand with that. I agree with some of the, guys, the stuff those guys said, and I disagree with a lot of it they said. So I'm just not going to be that's not going to be my favorite. So sure, we can move on, but that's kind of my p- philosophy. On the wonderful story about Illumination of the Flatwoods. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's an amazing story. And I, you know, I, I don't know. I watched know it several that,
1: times. The whole video. Yep.
0: Yeah. I, I've, I've read the book numerous times. And then finally, I actually interviewed Jim for a podcast. And before I interviewed him, I, I said, well, I'm just, I just need to watch the TBS Spe- not TBS, the PBS special. And yeah, right, right. I watched that and I was like, wow, that's amazing. And then when I get him on the phone, he tells me, well, you know, that sabologist down in Florida, we just happened to look alike. That was not me. And I said, yeah, I did notice that. And I noticed how much right. you guys do look alike. It's really uncanny. And so right. he told me a, that they basically re enacted the entire thing and re imprinted turkeys and right on down the line. To, so it to, was a
1: fair fairly good reproduction of yeah. what his book was. Yeah. Okay, good. That's really wonderful to hear from him because, you know, it, it is just amazing that the the video that he shot with the other wild animals in the in the video and mm-hmm. you know, some some of the vocals and the audio that he that they captured was pretty amazing. So if he is if, if he's giving it his stamp of approval on the validity of it all that was, that was that was awesome then because that's what hooked me first before i ordered the book off amazon and bought the book Is yeah. i saw my life as a turkey on tv i own the dvd i have it i can go watch it <laughs> and i cry every time i see uh what was the name of the old hen that died that guy killed on the nest
0: what was her name oh uh, there was there was actually two of them but it was his favorite one uh oh what was her name oh my gosh i'm so
1: embarrassed right now. Well. The one I'm, that was killed on the nest broke my heart. And then and then when Turkey Boy attacked him after yeah. he became mature at the end, that was very sad too because you know what? He he was just another gobbler to him. He was a male. That's you right. Know, and that's all that happened there. That's all that happened. But in at
0: any rate. Yeah. It's very cool stuff. Very cool. It is. So I do want to talk a little bit about soft calling today. And with the soft calling of course, you know I'm talking about the quieter, more subtle non-aggressive types of calls that we make or use. And I've got some questions about some of the types of the soft calls that we use in our hunting setups. But first I want to ask you to give us a few scenarios of when you use, when you actually use it, when you actually soft call, what scenarios are are you using that in?
1: Exactly, well, you know, the easy answer is a hung up gobbler. That's the one you hear over and over and time and time again. And that's one of the first scenarios that I like to use soft calling, clucks and purrs, whines, soft yelps, bubble clucks. Not, mm-hmm. not full on, bassy, raspy clucks, bubble clucks that I hear Easterns and Osceola's do at close range. Now Miriam's and Rios tend to do that type of clucking all the time. Let's differentiate here the different subspecies. But Osceola's and, and Easterns do it very close and very softly. And they don't, when they're not inquisitive and they're not looking for something, they're very soft and they are very bubbly. You just don't hear it as much because it is so soft and you're very often not close enough to hear it. Mm -hmm. Another great scenario where I love to use soft calling is on pressure turkeys. Because what I have found, I learned to hunt Osceola turkeys on public ground in the early, mid-80s we'll call it in central Florida, right as the boom of turkey hunting really started. When all the restoration efforts at the NWTF took hold and turkeys were showing up everywhere and turkey hunting videos just started coming out, it started to really create this mass hysteria of turkey hunting. People were going nuts over turkeys and calling turkeys. And I learned hunting public ground alceolos in central Florida that you can't very often get loud and aggressive as you'd like to get because they hear so much of that yap, 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 cut, 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 yap, 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 They hear that over and over again. So what you do is you scratch in the leaves and you cluck and purr and whine. Now, back in those days, I can honestly say I did not learn of the whine until about a decade ago. But but I would cluck and purr and bubble cluck and very soft yelp religiously. And very often, those off-yellow turkeys would not say a word when they came in, but they would come in. Mm -hmm. They would come in looking, and they would come in looking hard. And you would have to be watching. You have to keep your guard up. You were not being lackadaisical, you had to really be up on your game, or I can't tell you, i bumped several They came in, I'm I'm natural voice calling, just for a disclaimer here, and all of a sudden, you know, I might have been moving around, trying to throw my sound, picking my hand up, all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, you, you, you turn your head, and what happened, you see that long beard bouncing off as he walks off into the swamp, because he came in quiet and never said a word you got his attention he heard that soft calling he was convinced there was actually a hen there and you bumped him because you weren't being stealthy enough and quiet and still enough so that's two great scenarios another one I can correlate this to calling to the hens and I don't know if it's necessarily just soft calling but it's simply not over aggressively calling and I've got to give my dissertation about calling the hens when you realize a gobbler has hens and you want to talk to those hens never ever 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 get confrontational and challenge those hens with aggressive yelping and aggressive cutting right off the bat just talk to them with soft clucks and very light yelps because at that point you're not challenging the hen if that hen is the coy shy hen you're okay if it's the aggressive hen she may start cutting at you and getting nasty and want to come whip your butt then you can raise your game up you can get your elevate your excitement level if you get that hen started on that excited stuff, with just when you're basically soft calling, she starts getting mad at you, even though you're soft calling, then you can raise your game up. Okay? But never, ever, ever engage the hens with aggressive, confrontational talk. It will pay dividends in the long run because that's when you're going to try to call the whole, whole flock of hens in. They may want to be inquisitive. The boss hen may not be aggressive. She may not be confrontational. She's just going to come over and say, Who's this girl over here? Well, she sounds real sweet. I'm going to come over and talk to her and meet her. If you start cutting and getting nasty with her, and she's that coy, shy hen, what is she going to do?
0: Yeah, she's going the other way. and taking She's that going the other way. Her with her.
1: Nobody ever misses that question, my friend. Andy, yep. nobody ever misses that question. So just be civil. Be non- confrontational. If she elevates her excitement level and her aggression level, then you can bring yours up a little bit. But you're going to do yourself a favor if you never get too aggressive too fast. So that's three good scenarios where soft calling and, and kind of middle-of-the-road calling with hens and not getting aggressive paid dividends in the turkey woods.
0: Yeah, very good. What are some of the types of soft calls that we should be using in those scenarios you just talked about? And I'm probably getting very simple with this, part B to the question, but what messages or emotions do you think those types of calls are going to represent to that flock? All right, that's all that I've got for you guys for the free portion of this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. If you would like to hear the rest of the interview with Scott Ellis, then you will need to become a subscriber to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. And in order to become a subscriber to the premium content, all you need to do is text the word Turkey Hunter. Make it one word with no spaces. Turkey Hunter. Text that to the number four. 222. Once you do that, then you just have to follow instructions and eventually I'm going to email a link to you that you can click on, even on your mobile device, and create a username and a password and pay the $18 annual subscription fee for the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast. Your $18 subscription is going to get you not only the rest of this week's episode But it will get you access to all of the premium content on our previous episodes as well as the premium content for the next 52 weeks. There's a bunch of content locked under the premium subscription and you guys could listen to me mumble for days and not cover it all. So there were some great tips in that interview with Scott and I really appreciate Scott taking time away from turkey hunting, spending time with his family and work to chat with us about soft calling. There were some great tips in that interview and I really appreciate Scott taking time away from turkey hunting, spending time with his family and work to chat with us about soft calling. You know, soft calling is something that I have really been working on pre-season this year. And I actually learned how to whine on a diaphragm call watching Scott's video about that very topic and, Scott really kind of breaks it down and makes it easy to understand. And while I haven't quite perfected it yet, I have learned that I can do it pretty well and consistently using the right diaphragm call for me. And two of those calls that are the right calls for me are the calls that I got from Ben Carlson. So that's been pretty fun. I like learning how to use a caller better. And I like learning how to use new callers as well. I am sure you guys picked up a little something from Scott. And, you know, in my opinion, soft calling is extremely important to be more believable in our calling scenarios and to oftentimes get that tom that's hung up out there at 60 yards to close the distance and come on in and check things out. Anyway, thank you, Scott, for your time and for your sharing of information with us. All right, I need you guys to do a favor for me, please. If you would, go to the I Am Turkey Hunting Facebook page and tag a friend in the post for this week's show. If you would do that, tag... Actually, if you'll tag a couple of hunting buddies for me, that would be awesome. Also, do the same thing on Twitter. My handle on Twitter is at turkey. And if you'll do that, retweet the tweet, and mention a hunting buddy or two on Twitter, I'd be very appreciative. It's a great way to spread the word about the show. And, you know, the person that you share this with may be running that diaphragm call or that friction call this spring. And use some of these tips and tactics that he's learned from this podcast from Scott to help call a long beard end for you. So it'd be a big help for me. And it might end up being a big help for you. If you get to squeeze the trigger. So that's all that I've got for you guys today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. And I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in.